out. So welcome to another conversation, and this is very much going to be a therapeutic conversation, and I've phrased it authentically you with Sophie Scheinwald. She's a visual storyteller, and she tells that story through the lens of photography. We first met actually at a networking event, I don't know if you remember all those years ago, Sophie, but you captured a picture of me, and it, it was actually at a time when I thought my hair looked terrible. However, you captured me in a very authentic, deep listening moment. And that is part of who I am. I am a deep listener. So thank you for capturing that. But you actually went on to be um, my photographer. It's quite nice to say I've got a photographer. But you went on to be my photographer twice and really helping bring my own story alive through my products and services. However, again, when you gave me those photos, you captured not only a beautiful heart in the rose bush, do you remember that? <laughs> you know, the bee on the flower as we were in that beautiful garden together. But you also captured me in an educating state and that's certainly become part of my future. And you also captured me writing my recipes, but again, writer, podcaster. It's, it's strange to think that you captured my journey back then, even though I was a therapist who was massaging people and offering aromatherapy and doing all those things that you captured this other part of me and it felt like you captured you know the true me so you've also got some awesome projects I love how you describe them actually on, on Instagram as awesome that's that's a, a favorite word of my son and um, things like generations share and also behind the mask the 2020 vision project and Sophie is here to help us all shine through the lens so Sophie, I'd like to start with my first question, if that's okay, around pictures. Um, pictures are obviously a big and beautiful part of what you do. You know, what connection does it personally bring you? Thank you, Claire. Um, so um, yes. Um, so if, if there's a word, um, you know, people ask, what's your word of the year? My word of the year has been the same word for years and that's been connection connection okay yeah there's always been connection there for me um and um photography is connection on so many levels it's communication it's um it's a way for me to, to connect with others it's a way for me to help others connect to others and and i love that about what i do yes and I noticed even on a little train journey, you have connection. <laughs> I saw your post recently. I thought that was so beautiful that such a simple train journey, you know, through your eyes, through your lens, if you like, you captured moments that were so special of connection. Like you say, you're witnessing other people connect. And it's lovely that you brought that alive too. I love that. <laughs> yes. Do you know, I, I, um, I went to London to visit um, my mum. There was actually a loss in the family. Um, and so from Victoria Station, I, I took the, the tube. Um, and people always say, you know, oh, people in London are so rude and it's, you know, isolated. And um, I'm quite um, inspired by the concept of attention. Mm. Um, and so I was, I was, I was 
viewing it with that what have people got their attention on what you know what is focus attention what's this ADHD thing and what all of this kind of stuff you know what 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 puts our focus in what puts our focus out what distracts us that kind of thing so with that lens I was looking at the world and I just saw this in these interactions so I just got my camera and just thought I just hope people don't realize that I'm photographing them but I really (laughs) was enjoying what I was seeing and I wanted to share that. And then these two men in front of me were having such a wonderful engagement of conversation. I couldn't resist, couldn't yes. resist. And it was just lovely. And they shook hands. It's like, oh, loved it. And they were two completely different people that you wouldn't have thought to, that would connect. I do love street photography as well. Mm. Um, and as a side project for me, I think that's something that I that I um, want to do as an uh, you know as an art arty artisty thing. <laughs> and I also think that that also adds a little bit of fact that these interactions do happen. So I actually really love that you do sort of <laughs> sneakily capture them. But I do think you're showing evidence that these things do happen. And, and this is the kind of news that I would love to be hearing every day. So thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> sticking with your Instagram, where we found these beautiful videos, um, you state something really beautiful in your bio, which is that you say let me help you shine can you share your own perspective on why actually helping people to shine is so important right now um if we take the perspective that um we are spiritual beings Mm. and as spiritual beings we naturally shine there isn't an unshine we just shine and that's it and then we're in the body and we have our problems We have our unconscious, subconscious stuff. We have all the things that we're supposed to do, should do, told we ought to feel and all this kind of stuff. And all of that creates such complexity. Mm. So when a person is in front of me, so much happens inside and and it dilutes the shine. Mm. So my aim is to help that shine come through the lens because we feel it. We feel photos. Mm. So we feel that shine coming through so we know photographing you photographing other people and and allowing that person to be themselves Mm. and shine through the lens is very important to me it also helps a person be more present yeah so true and I think actually looking back on photos you've taken of me it's it is like actually there is a light there is a like a shine about me in that moment and I'm thinking like all that time like I knew you were there but somehow you still captured that (laughs) obviously you've done some on the sly but you know that I knew you were there to take photos of me and yet you still managed to capture you know that light and I I know we'll get to that perhaps a little bit later in our conversation about perhaps how you bring that to the forefront you know in your work and obviously taking photos is quite a for most I would say quite a awkward um experience maybe brings upon a little bit of discomfort do you have maybe a quick way to to change your state to see that having photos of you um and is okay and to see it maybe in a different light yeah so yes I'm very fascinated with this subject of discomfort the um as a you know it relates to the last question because it relates to the shine that gets kind of diluted by all this stuff that we're thinking about. Yeah. Um, 
and that's the discomfort. And you can feel as, a, as photographers, and I've spoken to other photographers about this, you can feel the discomfort when you're photographing somebody. And, and so there's discomfort in the room just generally. So you have to deal with your own discomfort as a photographer, as well as dealing with the person in front of you. So I have um, done a lot of research and conversations and interviews and all sorts about this very subject. What I notice is that if you allow the feeling of discomfort, if you acknowledge this feeling of discomfort, don't just shove it to the side and pretend it's not there. It's there. It just might be you're nervous. Maybe you feel a bit ashamed because you know you've all been told oh I've got attention on me and I shouldn't have it on me let that let you know let the thought out um so for example um if the person would allow me I would let them have a little bit of a conversation just to get all of that stuff out oh I'm feeling like this and there's an exercise that you can do um to, to just allow those thoughts acknowledge them they're there don't just let them sit there and be uncomfortable in the space, creating discomfort. Like, okay, I'm feeling a bit awkward. I'm feeling a bit uh, weird, ashamed. Just let it out and just and let, and let laugh it off, breathe it through, whatever you want, to, however you want to deal with the energy of it. And then it's Part not going, it. yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I actually saw this in action um, yesterday where... I was in a meeting and somebody new had come into the meeting you know, and, and all the other people in there had already been there for quite some time and talking amongst themselves. So, you know, that would obviously bring on a, a sense of, you know, nervousness just about stepping into a room that's already established, if you like. And the lady was really conscious that, you know, she was recovering from a cold and she thought, you know, she had this tickle and she, you saw she came in with her supplies to keep that at bay. And she really said, I'm, you know, I'm just a little concerned I might cough, you know, and sort of let that nervousness out. But I feel like because she said it and she released it and rather than just go into the conversation she was in there to have, it never happened. She, she got to the end and she's like, I didn't cough. And I was just like, I felt like it was because she acknowledged it. I absolutely agree, yes. <laughs> agree that if we kind of, yeah, just let it let come what is coming forward and just yeah. be with it rather than try to avoid it and push it over there somewhere now I think that's that's brilliant now it's fair to say Sophie that you've captured some incredible moments in our lifetime and um, from Generation Share which was actually about capturing you know change makers across the globe um, and I think like your photos really captured and demonstrated the power of sharing um, with that particular project and then on to the the 2020 Vision Project, you know, uniting 100 UK photographers, which is no small feat, um, to create a tribute to the healthcare workers that we were clapping, actually really bringing some faces and some stories forward, showing the people behind the mask. And it feels like in some ways you've attached a mission to your lens. And I just wanted to see if you can talk us through that inspiration. You know, does your camera have a name? I sort of feel like you're <laughs> there's something about the connection you have with your lens and, and what you're both here to do if that makes sense I've just excited my dog um she's like oh it's excitement in the room I think I'll wake up um my my I don't have a name so I, <laughs> I should perhaps I should I love um 
I love giving life to inanimate objects, actually. I love the, the, the idea of that. Um, yeah, I like to have a project. I like, um, I am a photographer, but I'm not just a photographer. I don't know what to call myself. I'll be honest with you, I don't. I don't, I've stopped. I I've stopped calling myself anything these days. I just say what my mission is, because yeah, I can't right. describe what I do anymore. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So I was just thinking yesterday. What do I call myself? I know that I'm a photographer, but I feel like I'm more than a photographer. I feel like I am on a mission, and and maybe the mission is simply to help people to shine through the lens. Um, maybe the mission is. It's, I mean, it, I think visibility is is so important. If I just say I'm a photographer, there's so many different things that I could be photographing. I could be photographing landscape. I could be photographing um, watches. You know, I could be photographing anything. Yeah. But for me, it's about, it is about connection. Again, it goes back to the first question, connection. Mm -hmm shine so those projects so generation share was was helping people to shine that's where i first realized how important it is to um to help people become more present in 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 photography not every even a, you you know you i'm i'll start again i photograph this change maker i'm ready to meet this person that i've 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 heard about and benita and i have talked about before we head there you know there's been maybe emails or something like that maybe a phone call um and my expectation was this person knows they're a change maker you know um but actually this person has just done stuff that's been that's inspired others and they they just happen <laughs> they just so happen to be labeled a change maker and almost slightly awkwardly embarrassed about it, you know. Um, however, I'm putting them in a spotlight and, and, and allowing their attention to be in, in front of me. Um, and so it's about making, making them feel comfortable. I feel like I'm answering this question in a really long-winded way. There is, something, there is something about helping people to be themselves in front of the camera, to be visible, to be noticed, and to have that attention without thinking of themselves in any arrogant, uh, narcissistic way, but that mm -hmm. they themselves are contributing something really rather important yes. and that other people can know about it. And that's it. That in itself is a mission. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, the impact of that is that actually by sharing their story, it's going to inspire others and, and maybe yes. not an exact replica of what they're doing, but something along those lines and also helps people feel not alone. Because actually being alone in that, you know, arena of a change maker, if you like, is quite yes. big. I think one of the most important things in terms of human relationships is validation and recognition. And in the talk I gave in December, 2022, um, the word recognition came up, visibility and recognition, resonance. Those three things are very important to me because I see how important they are. If we're not recognised, we don't feel like we exist and we're here to exist because we each 
have a purpose. Well, we're each here with abilities, whether we recognize the purpose is another story, but we're here, we have something to contribute, we have something to say, each of us. Um, and for, so for the people that come into my world, I want to help them be seen in this way. So, okay, I want to help them be seen. I'm not doing social media for them, but I want to help them be seen through the lens so that they are in their full empowerment of themselves to be shining as they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. And I, yeah, I think, and, and also, as I said earlier, is just seeing myself like through that lens. That was really quite powerful. I, I remember going on a, a voice retreat and hearing, hearing my voice, like every tone of it for the first time, like really feeling it and hearing it. And I feel your photos do the same is actually being able to truly see yourself as you could never really see yourself unless somebody captured it <laughs> in that moment. So yeah, it's powerful. You said feel. And one thing I say is that we feel photos. Yeah. So it isn't just about that output through the lens. Of course, yeah. it's about somebody else on the other side looking at it. And that's the communication process. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't work unless it's going to be reached. Mm. So for the person receiving it, the person looking at the photo of you or looking at the person of, of whoever I've photographed, it's about them feeling that and connecting with it and, re and it resonating back. So that's the exciting part, I think, is, is it's, it's helping to facilitate that communication. Yeah, sure. And I saw you just in those few moments recently, just almost have these light bulb moments as certain words were being said. <laughs> and it takes me really um, naturally onto my next question, which is recently you have uncovered what feels like your own approach to photography um, and has become even more authentic over the years. Can you share this uncovering with our listeners? Um, it is. I believe I've spoken of this earlier, but it is about how do we be, how do we shine, how do we be in front of the camera? Um, the, the question was about what this discomfort is. Well, not so much what it is, but that it is. And what I was very interested in, that how the discomfort affects the, the photo session. And I did a series of interviews myself. I did a series of interviews. Um, I contacted people that had some sort of interest in something spiritual or, um, that maybe meditation or maybe they had some sort of therapeutic process or something that they that helped them to look at the phenomena of things going on in the psyche yeah. and ask them the same questions about discomfort and about what it means for them to be um what, what being the word being means to them just being in a, in a state of being what is that to them it was goosebumpy conversations I have to say it was I bet 
absolutely wonderful. I, I spoke to a lady that does animal Reiki. I spoke to hypnotherapists. I spoke to musicians. I spoke to coaches. I, I, I various different people, yeah. and it was lovely. Um, and I, I just let go of that and then absorbed it. And so it's, it, it's always there with me. So that's, that is my, my inner work for that part of um, when I'm photographing somebody, I take that in, in, into, into uh, the frame. Yes. Um, and more recently I have, um, which is something we you and I have not discussed is I am very very curious about attention I'm very very curious about um how we are um, so many people are diagnosed with ADHD or ADD mm. autism you know yeah. and the phenomena of these experiences in life or experiencing life through these different lenses um taking our focus away from present time yeah. um and so i've been and as as i have been so curious about attention and i have been previously it is a commodity of communication and if we do not have our attention we are not in the present moment mm. and all of this relates to being photographed because you have to be, well, you don't have to be to be photographed. You can be photographed and not be, actually. But when I'm photographing somebody um, for the purpose of business, I want them to be there. Mm. I want them to transmit who they are. And even though it's not looked at in that same present moment, that same present moment is brought to another moment. And again, that's communication. So I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. I think attention is, is, is certainly, and perhaps I phrase it as awareness, you know, in little moments yeah. of it and authenticity, but yeah, attention and what you put your attention on was really quite special and partly why I like seeing your news feed over <laughs> many other news feeds about the reality of the connections that you're seeing. So by bringing your attention to something that you can witness really positive things about yourself and obviously witness positive things about others as well. Yeah, really yeah. beautiful word. Explore that word a little more attention. It's very special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think it'd be really important, Sophie, to just share a little bit more about your career journey um, from studying art and visual studies to becoming a photographer that helps people to shine. Could you just share that journey with us? Okay, I may disappoint some people because it uh, <laughs> <laughs> never. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I think when I I um I think about the the journey, I sometimes do regret pathways that I've taken. I'll be honest, but my pathway is my pathway. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my um, student years. I just relished. You know, I was sketching and I was taking photos and I was doing installations and I was like, Beautiful. you know, the, you know, the looking at concepts and and like, how shall I put this, get, get, get this across to the world? Yeah. And I saw myself as an artist very, very strongly back then. And then I gradually, insidiously lost that, 
just went down a road of um, menial jobs. I, I waitress. I, I thoroughly enjoyed them, actually. I enjoyed waitressing. Mm. I enjoyed that that kind of like connection. I enjoyed getting my tips. I enjoyed all of that. Um, and, and, and But my work, my, my camera was there, but my camera was never seriously there. And later on, there was this moment, I had this toddler um, and we were living in Brighton, we, we moved to Brighton from London and um, I had this, this toddler who decided to ask me one day, mummy, what is it that you do? Oh, <laughs> the priceless question. <laughs> oh. Oh. From a toddler. Oh. So all the thoughts about maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, I don't know. And I just did this and I was just floating about, you know, not really doing anything. You know, I was writing, you know, the only art artistic or creative thing that I was doing was taking the occasional photograph, writing the occasional thing down, but not really doing anything for myself as an artist. So I did. That woke me up. And um, my husband was a web designer back then and he got me a website together and um and it coincided with with me taking photographs of kids around my daughter yes. um which led to work actually kind of you know uh, dovetailed yes. together yeah. um and I started my business back then so it's 2011 mm -hmm. um and didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> most people, most people who start business don't really know what they're doing. Just like, I'm do networking and meet people and photograph people, kind of thing. Um, and it started with um, I started with families because that yes. that was the initial connection. It was like, oh, would you do my my um, bar mitzvah and would you do my family photos and pregnancy photos and baby photos and kids yeah. photos. And, and, and that's where that. you were at so you're being very present in that moment that you know as a mum and toddler and yeah and then relevant. social social media then started to come up um and people people had these avatars of nothing that needed to be filled um and I, I got into doing headshots which again I didn't know what I was doing you know I knew how to take a photo oh, at that stage you know like I had been doing that kind of thing you know just shove the light on but but when I say I didn't know what I was doing it felt like at that particular time that I was just taking a photo without yes. the consideration of who I was taking a photo of and the yeah. purpose of that photo so it felt very one-dimensional at that time yeah. Um, and I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. And then learning about my, my husband is very passionate about brand and design and, and um, conversations. We'd have very, very exciting conversations about branding and about, about you know, branding is about who you are. It's, it's the core. And, and, and it's, it is very exciting whenever I read anything about it and the articles about it, it is very exciting. Mm. And so I realised that that was the connection for me was I needed the story, visual story. And so I started calling myself a visual storyteller. Yeah. Before, then it got to be a, a thing. I don't know. I, I was going to say it got a bit trendy after that. I started, <laughs> I don't know. But I did call myself back then a visual storyteller because it made sense. 
it was a story that I wanted. It was a story that I wanted. It was a story that I was interested in. And then the person's more interesting to photograph. Their, the photos become more interesting with a story. And, and, and that got me very passionate about it. And we can hear my passion. I can hear my passion as I'm speaking right now. Um, yeah, the story. So I loved our shoot was, I loved our shoot. I loved our conversations before the shoot, you know, how we were going to tell the story and what we were going to yes. do, you know, and the flow <laughs> of it. And, you know, and it, and it, 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 it makes the photo session so alive. So yeah. that's my journey. My journey is, is excitement, mundane, 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 wake up. Mm. excitement mundane you know and then excitement I think you have to bring the excitement in and, and um yes and, you know the mundane's probably needed so you know that you're excited <laughs> yeah you've got to have a clear difference <laughs> but I guess that boils down to trusting as well a little bit you know trusting what we're here to do because sometimes we're not sure of which bits of excitement to listen to you know are we just going off on a tangent or is this something to nurture um and, and I guess like that's certainly come up for me many a time is knowing when to trust that this is the right path to sort of explore a little more even if it doesn't amount to anything or it doesn't get fed with money it's 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 just what, what trusting what's right have you had sort of those many moments of knowing when to trust and when not to trust that what comes up many moments Claire many moments. just one or two <laughs> do we not trust this um i i i am very grateful that i know um what it feels like to trust myself i also can be blindsided and uh, you know in this moment right now claire I feel that that resonance within myself where I know that I can trust and, mm. you know, it's where I, I sit right now. Yeah. But of course, there are moments where I feel crap, where self-sabotage gets in and um, it all seems pointless and other people are doing so many more exciting things than I am and I'm not there where I want to be and all of that. And when I'm there, I know I'm not to trust this because it's not me being myself. So yes. I know, for example, Generation Share, mm. when Benita said, came up, shared the idea with me, I have this idea for a book and I'd really like to collaborate with me and da 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 da. I trusted myself in that moment mm. because I knew it was aligned with yes. everything that I'm interested mm. in. Connection with people, photographing people, traveling, wah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, it's, yes. It sounds like a fuzzy feeling, like, I, and, and I feel like physically you touch yourself here. Is, it, is the feeling here when you know it's right? I think so. I think it, 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 it shakes the heart, isn't it? Um, and it's not fuzzy. It's not fuzzy, it's, it's clear. No. No. So clear. It's like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lovely expression of trusting. I love it. 
Oh, also, wonderful. You know, the, the same was with um, my husband, um, before he was my husband, and a moment of just knowing this person is right to be in my, in my life. It was like, yeah, it was just so bloody clear. Mm. It was so bloody clear. Um, uh, and, it's an and it is an active relationship of looking and noticing that, it being clear that this is, you know, thrust in itself. And we've been married for over 25 years somehow. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And it sort of like trust starts here and then you kind of ground it. That's really lovely. Lovely yeah. expressions sort of physically and through your voice as well. That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we talk about this a little bit of extra sparkle that you bring, which is a little bit of feminine energy. Can you tell me kind of what people should expect when a, you know, a female is behind the lens and what they will bring to a photography session? You know, what is that little extra sparkle that comes from little feminine capture maybe maybe it's more gentle I don't know I don't know the answer to that question and um in one of my recent shoots I actually had uh, a male assistant mm -hmm. lovely guy and I actually liked the balance of mm -hmm. I noticed a balance between our energies yes. and more so to we had a, a, um, a, 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 about eight different uh, people to photograph mm -hmm. and male and female. And it felt like it, it created a balance. Um, but in of itself, I think it's not for me to say, I think it's for the person who is intending to be photographed and for them to feel, are they going to be more comfortable? A bit yeah. like being, a, a, you know you're a patient with a doctor do you want a female doctor or a male doctor a <laughs> are you going to be it's comfortable is it's I'm put I um, as um, a friend of mine um who's a therapist a trauma therapist called Darren mm. Abrahams um he he says you know you're creating a container um for a, 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 a space um for somebody to feel comfortable where they potentially could be feeling vulnerable. Yes. So it's not for me to say, it's for them to decide, am I comfortable with this person? And yes. oh, am I gonna be allowed? Am I gonna be allowed? No, am I going to be able to be myself with this person? Yeah, that's so valuable, And, and ultimately that's when somebody will know if they're ready to work with you <laughs> as such you specifically you know whether male or female is about you know you like you say can that can I be myself with this person in the yeah. same room yeah I like so that I, sort of description of yin and yang as well for me it's jasmine and a lang, -a -lang in my aromatherapy world that balance that equilibrium of male and female energy yeah that's really beautiful yeah I like that and, and I do I have been photographing more women than men but I am really interested in the male energy um, mm. because there is something tender that we're not always seeing and we're not always noticing. Mm. Um, yeah. That is very beautiful, the male energy. Yeah. Um, 
and I and primarily I believe that we're spiritual beings and as a spiritual being there's no gender mm. so I, I am in a female body and there is definitely some phenomena about a femininity a femininity in that body but otherwise I don't think it's as relevant as an energy that somebody is providing mm. um, in a space yeah so it's something to play with it's something to think with yes, but isn't it? It, is, it is more for the other person who I'm with and whether yes. they're comfortable with me for whatever energy I'm bringing to the table yes and a nice balanced one by the sounds of it <laughs> <laughs> well, try <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned there obviously um generally speaking you, you've photographed uh, more women than men um so I appreciate that there some of the reasons that actually clients may reach out to you is because actually a woman wanting to be photographed by women that can't feeling comfortable but kind of are there any other reasons clients reach out to you and maybe what do they bring forth as their obstacles to being photographed those are early conversations that they have with you what brings people to me? That's one question. Mm. And then they've got those like two questions. I'll try. Yeah. So what brings people to me? Um, possibly recommendations. Um, or they've met sure. me and they feel comfortable with me and they like something that I've said on the website. Sometimes it's like, oh, I really like what you said about that. And I really feel that you're going to see who yes. I am. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it, I think it, it, it you know, it's that. Um, mm. I've met people in so many different ways. I've met people, um, I've connected with people on trains, um, <laughs> as well as networking events or through social media. It doesn't matter. And it's about, again, it's about what they, what they mm. see in me as potential of getting a decent photo of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair dues. <laughs> the other question I forgot, sorry. What was the other? No, it's, it's more about, I guess, in those early conversations, what are the obstacles that maybe come forward or the kind of worries or concerns that they have around being photographed, whether it be for work or for a wedding, you know, a, a one-off moment, hopefully. It's the, what are the their main, concerns? The main obstacles, I hate being photographed is quite a common one. I hate being photographed. I've never had a decent photograph of me or my uncle Jim one time got a photograph of me and it was really nice. But, you know, it was like, <laughs> I don't take, I don't resonate take good, with all of those. <laughs> I don't take, good, yeah, I don't take good photos. I don't take good photos. I, I all sorts of things. I mean, I, I all, it's wonderful object, objections yes. um, of, uh, that and and some people don't say anything at all, and then it's revealed okay. in the session that they are. So people, right. some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. So it depends on course. Yeah. Again, on what they're comfortable telling me and revealing to me beforehand. But, but I usually ask these days. Yeah, and my son's got this funny thing when he has his school photos. He's determined to replicate the same smile he's had in every year photo. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes back to that do I smile with or without teeth and we chat about it all the time and I said I've learned I think with teeth for me but it's different for everyone and then he get, he just does this thing where he just goes 
and he's done it on every year's photo it makes me absolutely laugh and I think he's made that his mission to always show up with that particular smile and he of course smiles in all sorts of ways but on photos that's the only one he likes to release <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, uh, the, 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 yes I mean it's it's just an interesting phenomenon isn't it being photographed and having a smile face and that's the classic uh, scene in in uh, Friends where um, Chandler is um, having to have their fo photograph taken and he has a, you know, a, a strange, Forced. strange <laughs> smile. And, and you get that with kids as well. They kind of like, they think, like, mum and dad think I want to do this. And they don't. Oh. And then you get the parents, the parents going, don't make that, don't make that smile. Be natural. <laughs> <laughs> I once had a photographer tell my daughter who has Down syndrome, so naturally one of her features is her tongue and that can come forward. And he said, can you put your tongue away? <laughs> and it was just like one of those moments of just like, you know, innocently and not meaning any ill intent with what he said. It was just like that. I think, you know, your parents might like a photo without that, but it's like, but that's her natural state. Like that's how she showed up that day. Yeah. You need to capture the moment in the moment as it shows up, not a forced way. <laughs> the charmless smile. It's a good one. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it is helping a child become comfortable in front of the camera. Did, did he manage, though, in the end to get a good shot of her? Yes, he did. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, he got there in the end, which was which was lovely. But it's funny <laughs> how she remembered that and how she talked about that afterwards. It was really interesting. And, and like you say, actually, if you... Those early days of going into a school and, and taking photographs of children could actually shape elements of how they show up in front of the camera later on. You oh know, I, I've seen some hilarious ones of the class. Um, my son's really tall. They, they always make him lean or put his arm around the, the smallest child in the class. And it's just uh, <laughs> the imbalance. I mean, we all have a little chuckle about it afterwards, but still in that moment like how does that make each child feel with the way they're kind of made to stand made to smile made to be in front of yeah, the camera yeah, yeah. and could go on to shape how they show up so a little note does. out there <laughs> yeah I think it does that's a very good point so Sophie how do you take those um early conversations and then sort of essentially lead into forming uh, a session with somebody you know what does that look like because I remember us meeting at a networking event, having communication, you know what I'm going to say, I hope, is that we were writing on your kitchen floor <laughs> with like colourful chalk pens. And I was a bit like, you know, a bit like the naughty child. Are you sure I can draw on your floor? Um, but you let me and you, of course, added to that. And it was all sorts of lovely colours. You know, can you talk us through what a session's like with you? I appreciate it's bespoke and it's for the individual and how you feel they feel on the day. But perhaps bring it to life the way you do it. Well, for, for someone, some people are quite prescriptive already and know sort of what they want. So it, it does depend on the person. But I do like, uh, I, I love the way ours was very free spirited. Um, so Claire, what, um, when we were, when we met, I just had this idea to play. I think you had a, you had a mood board of some sort. Yeah. And I just thought, let's just play. Or, you know, I, I, I did that because of your openness to play. Um, and I had these chalk pens. I had a black shiny kitchen floor at the time. Um, and the pens worked beautifully on them. So I started writing your 
you, you know, the ideas down, which I think started in as Kew Gardens and then changed into something completely different. That's when right. we when realised what you wanted to get out of it, what was important, and and then we started, you know, arrows and and, and that kind of thing, and that really opened up a story. Mm. So, um, you know, for some, it, for you, it worked like that. For others, it works differently. So it mm. depends on who I have in front of me. You know, if it's a headshot session, it doesn't need to work that way. It just needs to, um, what I like to look at is, um, you know, what what's what's the location? What's the, what are the environments that make sense for that person to be photographed in? Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, what colours and, and textures and, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, so those kind of things to play around and to think about before the session and to prepare for the session and to make sure that if they are going to change their hair, that they change it before the <laughs> session, not after the session. And, and just to, to, to consider, um, you know, about what they look like as well as, um, you know, where they are. But with a, um, a, a personal brand session, a visual story session, it can be incredibly playful. Um, and, the story can come from that just that two-way communication on what their what the expectations are what they think it might be might be working and places they might think oh you know I really like this kind of location that really resonates with me and then we can go from there so it's it mm. I like it to be as playful as possible because it's the most fun yes and then you can work out from there you can work out well actually from here it looks like we've got three locations or we've got four locations so we need to put book a day in or we need to book half a day in yeah you know that's that's kind of how you you, you do or well, this might be two half days um look you know locations might come later where you realize oh actually there's a location that has all those elements in or wh wh whatever it might be uh, for example um i Preston Park, the Rockery Gardens. Mm, yeah, beautiful. And that's quite a cool place. If mm. somebody wants outdoorsy and they want a bit of green or they want a bit of water and they want a bit, um, there's a there's quite Elements. a few choices yeah, really there. Good. Yeah. And what about so, animals? <laughs> <laughs> You've done the odd one or two animals. How do you prepare? You put your camera on a really fast shutter, okay. especially if it's a dog running towards you, because um, they're quite fast. Um, and kind of what, what are your favourite steps in the process? So when you're kind of, you know, you've gone on that journey and, and whether playful or, or straightforward and you're in the moment, what, what part of that process do you like? I mean, it's obvious to say, I, I guess, maybe because I do. I mean, one particular moment I remember is it wasn't something that was. And I guess diagnosed to happen, it happened naturally. And that was that you took a photo of me through a rose bush that just so happened to be formed in a rose shape. You know, that felt like a beautiful part of the process. And I don't know if it's that after bit when you're looking at the photos that you've taken, maybe lovely to know what your moments, your best bits are. So what you are talking about, Claire, is magic. Yeah. Um, it's a very important ingredient mm. and it only happens when you allow it. So all these things are worked out and, you know, uh, structure, 
And there has to be structure. There has to be a certain percentage of structure. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. Once those things are done, submit. you submit to what will happen. And most importantly, enjoy it. When you're in the state of enjoying it, there's this kind of present, it's a present time, attention on the moment, mm-hmm. a certain magic happens. And you can kind of feel it, you know, it kind of feels kind of like, it feels like, it feels like glitter. It feels glittering. Nice. Um, it's all I can describe. I think we've, we've all felt that. We've all felt that. Yeah, agreed. And the space in front of us, or from my perspective, the space in front of me with my camera becomes like a play. Things just occur. So in the shot that you were you were saying, there was there was, there was you interacting with people in a yes. workshop setting in a garden. Yes. And there was this rose bush that made a heart shape. I didn't realise it made a heart shape until afterwards. I was like, <laughs> and that really did feel like magic because it, it it was it just came very naturally. It wasn't like I must find a heart shape somewhere. <laughs> no, it it was it was um that definitely was magic. So there have been shots where the lights hit in a certain moment. It's like um a symbiosis occurs um because you've you've put your your in your intention into it, the person um you're photographing has got their intention in, in into it. And there's a, a, a tone that's very uplifting. Mm. And because of those energy, the, yeah. the vibration um, is, is lifted and alive. And that, I believe, is how magic occurs. Mm. We've all felt it. We may not know how to get, how exactly to get it. And we do know it happens when we are on a high vibration. We certainly do feel or I can certainly speak for myself is when I was, as, as I was saying earlier, when I'm self-sabotaging, there is no magic at all. <laughs> it is like, where the hell is magic on? Yes. I don't know. I'm self-sabotaging. How can I expect there to be magic in this moment? I yes. have to do something to get myself up into high vibrancy. But when I'm photographing, of course, it's like, you know, there's the, the process. It's very exciting for me. Mm. So it's easy, especially if I'm working with somebody that is on a high vibration. If I'm working with somebody on a low vibration, which hasn't happened in a very long time, they're not the nicest photo sessions. Mm. Yeah, it shows you the the final piece, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So you've talked a lot about there, about, you know, the magic, the kind of sparkle, you know, and all of that stuff. But and what you bring for other people we've talked a lot about, but how do you nurture yourself to be on a high vibration? How, how do you nurture your spiritual side? You know, is there a practice that you do consistently or is there a variety of practices that you personally do? I have probably from October, 2022, started um, put in a work in my daily um plan my daily plan mm. of the day my yeah. daily plan of the day in schedule. my plan of the day, in my daily schedule <laughs> on the top of the list is my inner work um I've also for the last couple of years been doing 
transcendental meditation. Yes. Like I needed to find something that I could bring calm to mm. um, every day. Yeah. Um, and when I haven't done it, when it, when it, when I've slipped and I've gone, oh, you know, oh, you know, I've skipped it. I skipped it on in um, during just um, the holiday. Yes, the winter holiday, and it really had a profound effect on me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's something that I need to do. So yes, the inner work is very important to me, and I am very inspired by different um, authors with different exercises. I absolutely love Byron Katie. Yeah. Anytime I need a bit of a reminder to. Um, enjoy the present moment she, she's all about you know the present moment because she's all yes. about her book is loving what is what could yes, be it's one i've listened to on audible it's brilliant You've listened yes. to it, right so every anytime i need a bit of a slap on the face i i get my <laughs> byron katie on and i listen to her voice and i go thank you for giving me some sanity uh, you know and reminding me you know these <laughs> thoughts that is my argument in my head isn't um it, it isn't true isn't yeah. isn't true and that I should turn it around anyway Byron Katie love her doing the artist way at the moment um and getting a lot of wisdom from that one week two um and yeah anything that really brings light to those those things and remind reminds me I uh, I noticed that life can be incredibly mundane when mm -hmm. it, when you're left to it being on its default setting okay and it will run on its default setting life will run on its default setting you will wake up and you will do this and you will do that and you will but yeah. i find that the exercises that i do and the meditations that i do and the reading that i do helps me to make the daily life more alive yeah and enjoyable beautiful it's really special and thanks for sharing those things it's it's funny it's like practices like I, I always like to think I'm a grateful person and I would say it in my head and I would sometimes say it out loud if the you know the sun had risen a certain way and I'd thank it for being there at that moment but I've actually gone through the practice of writing it down now you'd think with my you know love of writing that I would have worked that out by now but actually the power of writing down the gratitude has been really wonderful and I just have three things but the actual process of writing it down and what I'm learning is I've started off with three things but I'm getting to the point where I'm like but actually it could be five or six I could write down right here um it's been really really lovely when you're reflecting on it I, I feel like I'm a grateful person I feel like I, I give it out there silently but to solidify it by writing it down has been really powerful as well so some of that gratitude you talked about with Byron Casey you know thank you for the sanity mark but to actually solidify it and could take it to another level of vibration oh I like that because mm. I do um a gratitude thing um I don't know if you know Moira Scott the artist Moira Scott no I'm not familiar tell me about it. <laughs> um, we, do, we do a gratitude thing um pretty much every day yes. um three things that we're grateful for and we we voice record it nice that's a good idea yes yeah it's yeah, lovely it's to share it as well yeah yeah so so it's nice it's nice to hear it it's yeah I think I'm a grateful person but again you when you catch yourself in the kind of like 
<laughs> slump moments. It's like you are, I, I am the most grumpy, ungrateful, unappreciative person <laughs> in that moment. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, things are really very much needed, like, wake up. <laughs> And that's lovely. We've talked about ways to nourish, you know, yourself, but also that can come through reading, through listening. Do you have any quotes or any mantras, anything that kind of maybe underpins either you in the present now or has always stuck with you over the years? There's lots of there's lots of um, quotes and lots of things that I have enjoyed. Um, and I saying I mentioned the artist way. Um, it's a, it's perhaps a third time that I'm doing it, but I'm actually doing. I'm actually reading it properly now. I'm not just doing the morning pages. Um, <laughs> I'm actually taking into account what she's saying, and I've got it physically and on Audible. And I was listening to it recently with my attention on the word attention, and she on in week two has this whole thing about attention. I was like, oh my goodness, I've and heard that before. <laughs> I, I, how did I miss that? <laughs> I'm sure I read this before. Because what um, you turn your attention to. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> um, so I've I written the quote down because I knew you'd ask me this question. And what she says is, sanity lies in paying attention. Now, they're just a few words. But really, yes. when you think about it, when you when you it, it, it uh, in the art in the little article she talks about things going on in people's lives that are and that can be traumatic that can be difficult can be hard but mm. just appreciating the present moment maybe the taste of of coffee that you're drinking or um the light that's hitting a wall uh or the, the color of the sky or or something or the the toasty socks that you're wearing or something yes. Just focus on one thing. The present moment joy will hit you. Well, maybe yeah. not slap you, but you know, it will you'll feel it. Feel it. Um, yeah. And that's a and that does really the, the just the, the attention on the present moment being sanity is it relates to so much. And I've again uh, these these thoughts are coming out on Instagram. So when my Instagram posts, so I'm, whether people are reading it or not, at least I, I know I've got it there. And if I can always look back to it to go, what did I write? I wrote it in that post. But the but attention is important to photography. Um, um, attention is important to social media. You know, we want the attention. There was a um, on LinkedIn. There's a chap that was complaining about. Um, algorithms and what he sh what people think that you ought to be posted on LinkedIn versus Facebook and all of that <laughs> and you know confusion about you know what sort of message whether his messages are being like if he puts a post out about his business it gets barely any likes but if he puts a post about you know his son or or something that's unrelated to business he'll get more interaction and it's like what yes. is that about and um, and I, it just made me think, and I and I responded to him uh, with this morning. I responded to him. I don't know if he's responded back because it's, it's a funny thing about attention again. Is social media is psychotic? Mm. It's psychotic because you you when when I'm putting communi communication out to you right now, I know that you're you're there. You're going yes. to receive. 
you put a communication out on social media, you don't know who's there and who's going to see and whether when you or some algorithm's going to go, I don't care about you, you know. <laughs> Sorry, but... Or it, comes, or it comes back about four years later and someone likes it. <laughs> like that, right? Like, oh, that's true. You're making love like, oh, yeah. I did that about a million years ago and somebody's liked it. When did they get that from? Attention... Being aware of where is our attention going mm-hmm. and um, are we in the present moment? It, it, for me right now is a, something I am quite excited discovering. So there we go. Julia Cameron, Artist Way, Sanity Lies in Paying Attention. I love that quote. Lovely. Thank you so much. And just finally, Sophie, it'd be really lovely for everyone listening to know how to connect with you. If they feel called and they feel the magic and... They notice that they want a little bit of that, that, whatever you sprinkle, the glitter, if you like that you sprinkle. <laughs> Obviously on Instagram, you're Sophie Snap. So is it underscore? Sophie, yeah, Sophie underscore Snap. Yeah, brilliant. And how yeah. else can people connect with you? Um, if you're a li- if you like LinkedIn, I quite like conversations on LinkedIn. I do. I quite like conversations on um, on Instagram. Those are the two ones that I my mostly like conversations. Mm. You know relating to you know whatever I've just talked about if you want to continue that conversation I'd be very very happy to hear from you otherwise um you, you know my website is sophiescheimold.com um which I'm sure you'll put in some sort of you know link or whatever mm-hmm. um and that that way you can see oh that's the photographs that she's talking about and I think I may even have that photograph that we have discussed with the heart-shaped Rose, yes. I think I love it and I just I have to have it. <laughs> I've used it recently and ironically on the making of a club for children, uh, a well-being club, and it's come into there again. So even all these years later, that image I, I often tend to. So it's with absolute gratitude, Sophie, that you know you came here today, you shared your ever-evolving journey with us and really helped us to feel the word attention. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire.